If you have your Bibles, you can open them to the book of Philippians. It's right at the beginning. Philippians chapter 1. And uh, I'm going to be a little more just comfortable today. Is that all right? Um, (laughs) I know it hasn't ever stopped me before if anybody said no. but, uh, But today, rather than preach, although I may do that, you never know. I really want to share. Um, I want to share from my heart. Um, today marks uh, nine times around the sun for us together. Um, we've 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 made this journey. And today begins, uh, you know, the tenth time, okay? Anytime I say something like that, some people are worried that I'm giving my resignation speech. <laughs> not, not doing that. Um, but last night I was just reminiscing, you know. It's a good way, you know, go back through Facebook. <laughs> and uh, to see what was happening nine years ago and what we were doing together and and we were getting to know each other and all the things that have happened in the midst of that. When I came, my, my son was four months old. He wasn't quite as big as Anderson. <laughs> he fit right here. <laughs> now he barely fits right here. Um, we spent a lot of time in the book of John <laughs> together. <laughs> a lot of time in the book of John. <laughs> And we, you journeyed with me as my, my dad got sick and eventually went to be with the Lord and you comforted me and you shared with my family and I have a lot to be thankful for. Just, just here today in the ways that you have shown your love, not just in pastoral appreciation month, but in many, many, many other times. And I've, I've dedicated and baptized your babies and <laughs> married quite a few of you this year. <laughs> and uh, and I've, I've, I've grieved alongside you um, when you've lost loved ones and we've done the funeral. And the times that we have uh, cried together and prayed for healing as you've been sick. Um, we've, we've had some good times together. And as we, whenever we get to this time of year, I always look back, but I also think about looking forward. And, okay, so we've done this nine times together. What are we going to do in this next year together? And that gets me thinking about being your pastor and what I long for for you, for us together. And, you know, I, I know 
And, and, it, and to be honest, I mean, sometimes you get stuck. Pastors get trapped in that whole thing of want to grow the church and want to have a large church. And that will show that I'm successful or I'm doing something right or God is blessing. And there, there have been many times where God has had to check my heart on that one. Because that one seems to be a little more ego-driven than spirit-driven. And so I think if I could honestly say what I long for for cross-community church as your pastor and for you as people is not that we would first and foremost be huge, but that we we would go deep. That we would be a church known for its depth of, of love. The love that only God can show us. And so, it's no surprise that I'll turn to one of, our, one of Christianity's first pastors in Paul. I know we like to revere him as St. Paul or the Apostle Paul uh, and all the, the things that go with it. He's written so much in the New Testament. But first and foremost, Paul was a pastor. And he started churches and he prayed for churches and he went on to start another church and he prayed for the other church and he wrote back to them and he did all of these things. And so... I want to read to you the words from Pastor Paul, and I think they echo my desire for cross-community as we begin our tenth journey around the sun together. It goes like this. Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 9, So this is my prayer. Now, I, you're going to have this in a different version. I, I want to read this in the message. I don't, I don't do this often. But Eugene Peterson has always been a pastor. And I think he interprets this so pastorally. And I think it really captures the heart of what Paul does. And it's going to save you from having to listen to a very lecture, scholarly type thing. Because it's translated beautifully. This is how I would translate it if I were working from the Greek and all of those things. This is my prayer that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but you will love well. You will learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent and not just sentimental gush. But you are called to live a lover's life. You cherish and protect that love. And it is exemplary. A life Jesus will be proud of. Bountiful in fruits from the soul making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. Wow. That's what I long for for us. If you read this in most of our English translations, 
It, it, you know, it, it talks about depth of love, knowledge, and full insight that you will discern. And, and the problem is, is that it gets us all up in our heads. Nothing wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we all have intelligence, and I hope that you're using it to the best of your ability. I don't think you can read that up there. But, but ever since this man spoke these famous words, I think, therefore, I am. And, and don't get angry with Rene. He was, he was trying his best to figure things out. But we kind of took these words and ran with them to the point that I think most of us think that this whole thing about spirituality is kind of like, like being a bobblehead for Jesus. You know, big head and little insignificant body. And if we could just think the right things about God that somehow we'll have a great church and we'll have a transformed world. But today, as we begin our 10th trip around the sun, I want you to know that the question Jesus always had for new disciples is not, what do you think about me? But it's simply this word. What do you want? What do you want? You see, there's something about this question fundamentally that what we want is what we usually end up getting. I know that some of you are very unsatisfied and don't think that's true. But if we want wealth and riches, we we may not actually get the wealth and riches, but we'll get the system. We'll get all the hard work that goes along with what the world says gets you wealth and riches. So Jesus always asks His disciples. He, he doesn't say, what do you think about Me? He doesn't even say, what do you believe about Me? But He always asks, what do you want? What do you want from Me? What do you want to see happen? See, this is the, the King that we serve on this beautiful Christ the King Sunday. A king who came to serve, not to be served. Those are his words, not not mine. Just simply the words of Jesus. And he asks you, and he asks me, what do you want? Pastor Jeff, what do you want? Do you want a big church? Because you could do that. You could work 90, 95 hours a week. You could be with every family in the church. You could do those things. You could work hard. Oh, one of the, one of the easiest ways is just to declare some type of enemy, who's in and who's out. That brings the crowds in. That's just how we are. Is that what you want? You, you can do that. You can. You can slap my name on it and we'll praise the Lord. But what do you really want? And I think as we finish this ninth trip around the sun, I'm coming to desire more and more that I want our love to flourish. That we will love much and we will love well. You know, that... 
That, remember that trip with John? If you weren't here during that time, I preached every verse of John. It took us four and a half years. But it all came down at the very end. What is the whole gospel of John about? We, we borrowed a song from someone who I don't think claimed to ever be a Christian. The great John Lennon. All you need is love. All you need is love. Now, all you need is God's love. But all you need is love. We need, we need to, to have our heads involved, yes. To keep it from just being uh, sentimental, which means insignificant and kind of trite. But what we need is love. And it is my deepest desire that we would be a church that goes deep into the love of Christ. The one who is humble enough to ask us what we want. And then show us the love that is available. The love that comes from the Father who did not regard equality with God as something to be used for His own benefit, but poured Himself out and came and lived among us. And when He was with us, He poured Himself out even more and He loved those you weren't supposed to love and He ate with those you weren't supposed to eat with and He hung out with those you weren't supposed to hang out with and He touched those you weren't supposed to touch. And somehow, instead of Him becoming unclean, those people became clean. And He loved and He loved and He loved until the last thing He could do to show how deep the Father's love is for humanity. He died on a cross. And Paul will go on later in this letter to say, and so the Father said, yep, that's me. That's what's available. That's what my kingdom looks like. Love poured out for all humanity. And so we raised Him and gave Him the name that's above every name. That you and I and all the world would have the opportunity to bow our knee and to say, Jesus Christ is Lord. It means that His way, the way of His love, the way that He showed, that's the way. A depth of love. It takes knowledge. It takes full insight. But what do you want? Is that the kingdom you want? If not, you'll wind up serving a lot of other kingdoms. But what do you want, my friends? What I want is to go deep deep into this love. This whole series has been about actions that teach us our faith. And today's about worship. I just thought that's appropriate. Christ the King Sunday. That we should worship. And there are things that keep us from that and hold us back. Sometimes I think it's just... Uh, it's our, it's our preferences. Well, we think it's all wrapped up in music. And so if they don't sing the song that I like or the types of songs I like. So sometimes that, that has to be released. We just have to approach that we're coming in because I want to go deeper. 
I want love to be fully formed in me. Sometimes it's, it's our, our inhibitions, our worries. The big, the big word for that is pride. Well, I don't sing well. Eh, so what? The Bible just says make a joyful noise. It doesn't say make an only an in-tune noise. So sometimes you just got to let go. Sometimes it's about getting everything involved. I mean, we're called to get everyone involved in glory and praise of God. So sometimes it's about letting tears flow, about letting the heart be opened. Sometimes it's about kneeling and surrendering and, and saying to God with all honesty, I think when you ask me the question, what do I want? Sometimes it's a lot of other things that are driven more from my head or my ego than it is about love flourishing and that I would love much and well. So, on this day, and isn't it great, we're going right into Advent. Advent, if you're not familiar, is where we begin our church year. And we begin, Advent reminds us in the story of the longing of people for Christ to come. Maybe today doesn't just end a church year, and maybe it doesn't just end a sermon series, but maybe it begins something in you where we as a church together wrestle with what do we want? What do we want? Are we really longing for what Christ came to show us? Maybe it's time that during these next four weeks before we get to the gift of Christmas, we really wrestle with what do we want? And where it doesn't line up with love, you don't have to feel guilty or ashamed. You just have to confess it. Be real. Jesus always starts with right where we are. He doesn't wait for us to get to Him. He always starts right where we are. And that's where I think I want us to go. I I hope you'll want to join me in another trip around the sun. But my hope is when we come to Christ the King Sunday next year, we will see a little more of Paul's prayer for his church. That we would be a people who long to see love flourish. See it go out and be done well. It may take entering into a few more actions that teach us our faith. I know it will call us to serve more and more and more. But that's where I long to go. As your pastor, I hope that we'll celebrate another anniversary this time next year. But today, I just think, wouldn't it be good to close with a song of worship? I don't know. I, I think this is my father's world would be a beautiful one. Deb or Lori, either one can play. It's fine. But can you, especially, 
when we get to that last verse. I brought it to our attention before we prayed. This is my Father's world. The battle is not done. But Jesus who died shall be satisfied and earth and heaven be one. You know, earth and heaven can only be one just like human beings can only be one when there is love. Love to the full. Love that is given. Love that is deep and changes who we are and causes us to be servants. Just like Jesus, our King.